Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. True Detective is back, and the Ringer's Chris Ryan and Jason Concepcion are our guides as we navigate the twisting pathways of Season 3's plots, themes, and characters on The Flat Circle, a True Detective after show. Follow Jason and Chris as they chase down leads, explore each episode's cultural context, and discuss true crime cases that mirror the ones in the show. Join the guys live every Sunday night after True Detective on the Ringer's YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Welcome, 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 come one, come all to the Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Danny Heifetz. I'm joined by my co-host and co-Danny, Danny Kelly. What up? What is up, man? We are here in the studio. We got producer Jim and full-time Craig. Hello, hello. Hey, I'm starting Sean Mannion this week. It's Manayan, <laughs> I think. Actually, before we even get to DFS, we have some urgent news, which is Rams running back Todd Gurley just tweeted at Mackenzie Bezos. But she said, who got Mackenzie Bezos's IG or Twitter? Eyes emoji. Hmm. It's pretty easy to find out, I feel like, in this world. You don't um, need to tweet that. Yeah, Google? That's the, the long shot of the week for a DFS show. Mm. That's how, it's, <laughs> it's a low percentage, but a high, it's a high-risk, high-reward play. So that's why we're not starting Tug early this week. Yeah. That's bulletin board material. <laughs> He's not taking the Cowboys seriously, you know? That, He's not. True. He's, He's thinking about that girl. His yeah. head's not focused. I'd be pissed if I was on the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm really pumped. This is the divisional round. It's probably the best weekend of maybe the whole year for DFS. I'm pretty excited, as Kevin O'Connor would say, pumped and jacked. And I'm pretty pumped because we're going to have some fun. Uh, we all kind of yeah. made a DFS lineup. We have no idea what it is. And by the end of this podcast, me, DK, and full-time Craig, we will live here with one agreed-upon DFS lineup. Mm. Uh, we're going to play the one and only FanDuel, half PPR. We're going tournament style, so we're swinging for the fences, but we're going to agree. There's going to be bloodshed, tears, hopefully name-calling, if we're any good at this. We're doing the full lineup, all four games, by the way, not one day. We're doing yeah, the whole weekend. Days. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's like daily fantasy, but like, you know, times two. It's like the weekend's like twice daily. Double daily. Uh, double, wow, that's good. Jeopardy. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're just going to run position by position and scream at each other until I get everything I want. <laughs> See if we can construct a lineup at the end. I will tell everybody if we are over or under in price. And if that's the case, we'll figure it out. All right. Quarterbacks. I have Andrew Luck. I have Nick Foles. Wait, really? Oh. Are you serious? Oh, wow. I have Philip Rivers. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Great Let's start, go. guys. I did Luck because... He, I, I only liked Breeze, Goff, and Mahomes and Luck in this, and Luck is the only one that his team cannot win without him. I don't think the Chiefs' pass rush is going to get him to him. Their defense sucks. He's going to have time, and it seems like the Chiefs have a good pass rush, but like they also get to just pin their ears back. I, I think the Colt, I think the Colts are in the game, and he shreds them. I like so I like the Luck pick. I went for value this week at quarterback. I think. If you look at it, Phil Rivers is the lowest valued quarterback among all the starters. I mean, I kind of like the Nick Foles one too now that I think about it though. But um, I mean, if you look at Rivers' last few games, his stats are pretty bad, but he he faced the, the Ravens, the Broncos, and the Ravens in the last three games. I think that's probably part of why he's undervalued right now. He actually finished the season as QB 11, averaged 17.7 points per game. Um, I think that he is undervalued, and I want to spend my money on my roster this week on skill positions. So that's why I went with Rivers. Um, I just think that if you look at the, the relative value of how much he's got, 7300 right now. So that's 1100 extra dollars to spend on skill positions compared to Luck. So that that's why I like Rivers. But I do I kind of do like Foles too. So I went with Foles, one, because he's a demigod and you don't want to go <laughs> against one of those. Two, this game's going to be a shootout and he's the cheapest shootout option, I, I think. 
New Orleans has given up 29th most points to the pass. And Phil, although $100 cheaper, I think the Chargers are going to be way more dedicated to run the football. And the Eagles don't have a prominent running back whatsoever. This game's going to be in the 40s and 30s. And Nick Foles is $1,000 cheaper than Andrew Luck, who was my second option. I originally had Luck. And I thought that the difference between Luck and Foles, $1,000, was too great compared to the the, the potential of right. point scoring between the two of yeah. them. I'd rather have that 1000 somewhere else. I'll concede. I like that argument. I'll concede. I'll concede on Luck. I'm not <laughs> sure if I want Foles or Rivers. I'll concede on Luck. Okay. Only a $100 difference. All right, choose, so now choose. we get to choose between Foles and Rivers. So mm-hmm. what is it? What's going to be, Danny? I think you're kind of the, the tiebreaker here, here because we both gave you our pitch. What's the weather going to be like in New England? I think yeah, we'll, I'm might be snowy. I'm going to merge this. Con- I'm going to already break the rules that we the arbitrary rules. I'm going to break this conversation and merge this into the running back thing, just because I I think the Patriots are going to be running the ball a ton. I think the, it, it's weird to say, but I think mm-hmm. after the Ravens just ran the ball a bunch against the Chargers, and I know everyone made a big deal of like the Chargers having seven defensive backs in the in the secondary and like kind of playing safeties as linebackers, they were able to do that for two reasons. One, their defensive line uh, kind of dominated the Ravens' offensive line, and if the Chargers' defensive line didn't do that, then those you know Adrian Phillips and those safeties up in the box would have gotten crushed. They also kind of knew what the Ravens were going to do. They're not going to know what the Patriots are doing. So they're not going to be able to play those guys, and I know I'm off on a tangent here, but what I'm saying is if the Chargers aren't able to like know what the, the offense is doing, there's a real chance that they're going to get exposed for not having those linebackers. I think the Patriots are going to have like a very like Sony Michelle dominated, and maybe even like Rex Burkhead kind of game plan. So I'm actually intrigued by the idea of not Philip Rivers, while doing better than the Ravens, not being in the shootout, and maybe Nick Foles. So I'm going Nick Foles. You lean fulls. I'm I'm going to concede on that because Fine. now that I think about it, I think it's going to be really cold, potentially windy, high potentially thir- high thirties, snowy. It looks like. Yeah. So, so in the in the shootout shootout number one, I think that's smart. Two, it's going to be in a dome. But and the one thing I think that the Saints do really really well right now is rush the passer, and Foles has been very good against um, just not getting sacked. He's he's that's like I think the biggest thing that he brings to the Eagles offense is his ability to avoid sacks and get the ball out quick. Yeah. So kind of like that. I, I'm into that one. There we go. Quarterback done. That was pretty painless. Running backs. I went with Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, and then at flex because of what I just said about the Patriots, Rex Burkhead. What about y'all? Craig, what'd you get? So I shared two of Danny Heifetz's. I also have Marlon Mack and Damian Williams. Wow. And my other, other running back is Ezekiel Elliott. I knew I liked you. <laughs> All right, so I got Kamara, 8,400, Ezekiel Elliott, 8,700, and then Sproles as my flex. Hmm. I think we could probably agree to go with Elliott. Like, we can just put him down. Yeah, he's the highest ceiling, highest floor guy on the field because yeah. Gurley and Melvin Gordon are both shaken up and maybe splitting times with C.J. Anderson and Austin Eckler. And Zeke's a lock for 20 carries and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, like, what we said last week, last six games of the season, Elliott had 22 carries, 100-plus yards, and seven catches a game. And then last week he had 26 carries, 137 yards, touchdown, four catches, 32 yards. He's just an absolute bell cow. I think we can agree on that. Where you guys are going to have to kind of, uh, I think we need to decide between like Kamara and Mac. Mm. Who do you like more? Why do you like Mac? Tell me what you like about Mac this week. Uh, the Chiefs defense sucks at rush defense, and I don't buy the <laughs> idea that even if the Colts fall behind, Mac will be useless. I think Mac's going to get his no matter what, and okay. no matter how this game goes, I think he's way safer than it seems. I also don't, I mean, the last time they played, the Saints and the Eagles played, it's a very different game, but it was basically Mark Ingram's best game of the year or his second best game of the year, and I 
kind of makes me afraid for the price for Kamara. Right. Um, I have a question for you. So I think we're down with Elliot. We're down with yep. Marlon Mack. Yeah. I think way more afraid of Damian Williams because Spencer Ware, we have no idea what his usage will be, even though I think Williams is more talented. So guys who are priced similar to Damian Williams that we'll run through before we just lock these in. I mean, we've got Sonny Michelle, who I love, 6,600. Damian Williams is 61. Rex Burke had at 55. Uh, and we're, and we're talking about 64. And we're talking about flex. Yeah, so exactly. this could be wide receiver. So could yeah. be tight end. Why don't we? I like. I think Eckler is an interesting choice too because right now Melvin Gordon still nursing that what was it ankle injury. He's been limited at practice. I don't know if he's going to play. If he does play, there's always the injury. Like he'll aggravate it or whatever. You know, some of us don't hope people get hurt. DK, jeez. The man. thing with Damian Williams is. Uh, he has the potential to be the lead running back in like the best offense in football with the highest over under and the team who gets the running back overall like gets the ball all the time yeah then Spencer Ware's been out for a while with a hamstring injury and he was inactive last week even though he or on week 17 even though he played or practiced the whole week so we don't really know if they're going to incorporate him that much it almost feels like they've kind of moved on to Damien Williams Daryl Williams the backup got garbage time Rushes the last time. Damian Williams is just the best player in the field visibly every time you watch. It's like he's making people miss. He's the best receiver. He's the best runner. He should. He's be also the best back. value in this whole um, group. So I, there's ten red zone looks in his last three games. It's a lot. All right. I think we stick with him. All right. So Foles, Zeke, Damian Williams, Mac at flex. Basically, I feel like Mac is going to end up who we cut. Actually, we'll circle back. All right. Receivers. I have Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, and Don Shalomon. Yes, I have Amari Cooper. <laughs> oh, I no. did it. Come oh, at no. me. Fight me. I have Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, and Amari Cooper. Oh, oh my God. I think we've got, we have all different people. I've got Robert Woods, Nelson Aguilar, and Chris Hogan. So we have, we have two people on the Amari Cooper hype train. All right. So we can put him in. Lock him in. I, I mean, everyone knows DK's hated Amari Cooper this whole year. Um, <laughs> don't even DK, try and so change that. still has him too cheap. They still don't respect cons- him. Here's my concern with Robert Woods, and I really like Robert Woods, but I mean, he's predominantly kind of basically since Cooper Cup got hurt. Largely, they moved Robert Woods inside to the slot, and then Josh Reynolds been on the outside. And the Cowboys have two pretty good slot corners. Anthony Brown's good in the slot. Like the Cowboys, actually, it's one of their better defensive things. I think the Cowboys. I mean, DK, you wrote about this. How like the Cowboys' defense versus play action is suboptimal, and the Rams right. run more play action than anybody in the league. I mean, it's one of the most play action yep. heavy offenses ever. That's why I wanted to get a Rams receiver in there. So and I'm so. concerned about the Rams receiver, though, or right. just whether we can predict it. That's how I feel about the Saints wide receivers. That's why I kind of don't want anyone on the Saints because they spread it around too much. I don't think you can bet on one person. Even Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has had a lot of duds. Yeah, I agree. I could so, be talked off Thomas, especially to Tyreek Hill, which I'm surprised no one had. He's another guy who can put up four-point weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend all my money on a guy who can put up four points when I can honestly get somebody much cheaper with a much higher floor like Alshon Jeffrey, who's had 50 yards or a touchdown each of the past five games. I don't love Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, he's, that's a guy who kind of, I, I don't think he matches up with this well with the Saints secondary. So here, here's, this, here's one stat for the Saints secondary. I think they're 30th in DVOA against number one receiver, 31st in DVOA against number two receivers. Um, so they have struggled you know, they've cleaned up their defense quite a bit in the second half of the season, but they still have struggled against receivers, especially the top two guys. So that's why I had Aguilar on my list. Oh, and then we have the Foles stack with Jeffrey. Yeah, Foles. I have Foles, Jeffrey, and Tate because I think the Eagles, either it's going to be garbage time or it's going to be a close shootout. And you guys are out on the Rams receivers. 
Well, now. it's not that I'm out on the Rams receivers. I just feel the I'm, same way about the Saints, where I don't know who's going to do what. The Saints, I'm more confident that it'll be Michael Thomas and then other people. I mean, this was, I mean, the Saints Eagles, the first round was the Traquan Smith breakout game, but I agree that it's like, it's trying to guess who they're going to do is fool's errand. And I, I'm not foolish enough to believe I know what Sean Payton Drew Brees are going to do. I mean, it was the Thanksgiving game where they had all those undrafted dudes who crushed it. I mean, so with the, I mean, so how strongly do you feel in Robert Woods versus just the Rams passing game, DK? I was more bullish just on the entire passing game. So I like Woods Woods or Cooks. And they're right in the same range. Uh, Woods is 7,500. Cooks is 7,400. I don't know, like, if you guys have, I guess, an inkling on who you like more. I don't. We don't need to go with Rams necessarily. But the stat that I was pointing out, and Bill Barnwell pointed this out, the Cowboys posted a pass rating of 112 against play action this year, which is the sixth worst, worst in the NFL. And then Wilson... And this just pisses me off because the Seahawks didn't do it enough. But Wilson torched Dallas on play action last week. He was nine to ten for 111 yards, 11.1 yards per attempt. They threw deep and they were very effective against it. And I don't think the same. I don't think the Rams are going to do what the Seahawks did and just try and run the whole day. And All so right. we, I don't know. That, throw, that was my argument I, for either of those guys. I'd Cook. like to go with with Woods. Is Woods it, over Cooks. Yeah. Okay. I was leaning Cooks, but not enough to care. Fine. Robert Woods. So Fair. right now we got, what, Foles, Zeke, Damian Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper. No, no Alshon. We just have Amari Cooper and Robert Woods. Unless we all oh, we agree on Alshon. Alshon. DK, what do you think about Alshon? Uh, I like it. I, I'm into one of those guys, whether it's Jeffrey or, or Aguilar or Tate. I think I we know. might want to go cheaper. Yeah. Know. We're going to get screwed in the long run. I think it may be safer to go with a guy like Golden Tate who paid off last week. What what about he Dontrell? Paid off with the touchdown. Well, I guess here's yep. the thing. What do you guys think happens in Colts Chiefs? Because here's the thing. If we think that the Colts game is going to be a shootout, we have Marlon Mack, but if we think it's going to be a lot of passing, we either, I mean, you could throw T.Y. Hilton in there, could throw Ebron in there at tight end, but I'm kind of like, if we think there's going to be all these passing, Dontrell, so here's my number. Uh, of the Colts snaps last week, uh, there were 78 total. Sorry, 73 total. T.Y. Hilton played 57, 78%. Dontrell Inman had a 51, 70%, then Chess Rogers at 44. I kind of really love Inman against this Chiefs offense because the Chiefs defense sucks. I, I think it's going to be a lot of things. I think that he's the best, better bang for the buck than Tate, just numbers-wise and targets and all those things. I know Touchdown, I think, in the last three games, I want to say. Yeah. So, I mean, there's volatility there. But I, I, I kind of like that better than Tate, but maybe... I could go. I could go for Inman. Yeah, I could too. He's banged up right now. He's limited with a shoulder that's, injury. That's the that's the that's the big knock. There. They play Saturday, so you could monitor his health. And if he doesn't play, you could swap him out for somebody yeah, else who's exactly. playing Sunday. Sure, let's do Inman. tentative tentative Inman. Mm-hmm. All right, tentative let's go Inman. to tight end. I'm really excited about tight end. Yeah. Well, yeah. This changes things for me. What do we? Th- All right. Who do you got? Heifetz. I got Travis Kelsey. Ooh, Danny Kelly. I got. I had Ebron. Penciled in here. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford Kelsey at this point. I have uh, Mr. Robert Gronkowski. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I think, okay, explain that to me. Okay. I don't think we are putting enough thought into the difference between the playoff Patriots and the regular season Patriots. <laughs> this is fair. It's a good take. <laughs> it is absolutely possible that they have been sitting on Gronk for the entire season and just saving him because they knew that they were going to be where they were right now. Gronk's 29. He's not 39. His last three playoff games... He's averaged nine catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. His last three playoff games he's played. The last game he played, nine catches, 116, two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. And there's an equal, I mean, he's so he's the fourth most expensive behind Ebron Kelsey and, and Ertz. And there is an equal gap in pricing between Travis Kelsey and Gronk as there is between Gronk and Hunter Henry. 
He's he's just too cheap for his ceiling. I think you're exactly right on that logic. My issue with it is the Chargers are really well built to like they're very yeah. athletic to stop him. I mean, if you I mean Derwin James is like a perfect person and this iteration of the Patriots offense without Josh Gordon, I mean, t- tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if there's really been a team with a decent defense that has doubled Gronk and not been able to kind of shut down their other guys one-on-one. So I'm kind of worried if I mean if I'm the Chargers and they seem to have really good defensive game plans. If you double him, I don't know who their other receivers are beating, and that's why I think it'll be more run-heavy. So I'm not convinced that he kind of dominates. And that's a great argument. It's almost, We talked about this before we started recording, about how there, there is a little bit of a gut feeling how when it comes to daily fantasy. Do you have, more the, than, yeah. do you have the gut on Gronk? I'm just... I, I, you're, you're right that it's I could wake smart. up on Monday morning, we're like, man, why did we all... He had three yeah. touchdowns. He's, he's Gronk. Of course he had three <laughs> touchdowns. That's... And I don't... It, you know... I like that logic. I'm going to throw another stat at you guys. All right, yeah, please do. This is interesting, actually. Guess, guess which team was number one in DVOA versus tight ends this year. Los Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Who the most... And that's the thing. And, and the other thing about them playing all those seven defensive backs last week is that it's crazy, but like it's not that crazy because they play six defensive backs the most in football. They led that in 2017. And I, they're, they're weirdly... They, they have really physical guys who are capable... Especially Gronk's not that elusive this year. Um, but I'm torn. But here's, I had Kelsey, but now that we have Foles, I would stack him with Ertz, actually, but we probably can't afford him at that moment. Yeah. Intri- wow. I'm, I'm intrigued by this Gronk. He's, he's coming off a bye. I don't know. I just feel like... What do you think, DK? <laughs> I, just, I, just think I think Gronk is like, <laughs> it's not a logical pick. <laughs> it's contrarian. How it's, many people are going to be starting contrarian. Gronk? And getting Gronk as a contrarian play is kind of fun, to be honest. Exactly. There's a certain moment of this that would be like, winning with Gronk would feel better than winning with everyone else. I will admit that. <laughs> Don't, can, couldn't you see next week when the Patriots <laughs> win that Gronk will now be the $200 behind Kelsey? And we'll be like, of course he is. Of course, I'll, he's, I'll admit that would be more fun to win with Gronk than any other scenario. <laughs> this is like Nick Foles and Gronkowski. This is like I can be swayed. Obviously, the Chargers defense thing is a f- fantastic point. I was literally going off the fact of like, but I don't want to be right about that. We're all going to feel stupid if Gronk goes nuts, and we're like, man, he I was want, so cheap. I want the Chargers to win, but I also want Rob Gronkowski at four touchdowns. So this is interesting. But I also kind of just want to trust Patriots fans about this game. I like I my. Like my elevator pitch in this game is just listen to the fans, which is this team is unathletic and weirdly one dimensional without Josh Gordon. And the Chargers are versatile and athletic as hell and just really well balanced. And I just think it's a bad match of them. But you could convince me to do Gronk. Even it's kind of actively dumb, but I kind of I'm kind of in for it. So Blake Jarwin, it is. Would you be surprised to find out that Belichick had Gronk play all season with a little rock in his shoe, like an actor does, so they're like, can barely walk? <laughs> no, he just and spends, then he just takes it out for the playoffs, <laughs> he and he's fucking no, like no, Superman. No, no, here's what it is. It's they, we ha- there's a report, a special report from Seth Wickersham last week of January that they hired Daniel Day Lewis as a character <laughs> act, as a consultant to teach Gronk how to pretend to be hobbled, hmm. and he's actually been training with LeBron's guy, he's been doing and my he's life. actually at peak form. I wouldn't. They leaked a fake Lions trade story. Belichick would do it. All right, let's plug in Gronk right now for shits and gigs, and we'll circle back and see if we have the money to upgrade to Ebron or someone else. Circling back to defense. On that note, I got the Chargers. I do too. I have the Cowboys, and I just could be swayed so easily. My thing with the Chargers, I mean, Brady looks shook when he gets pass rush in a way that Patriots fans say that they haven't seen basically ever. Um, I mean, it's the cheapest of the defenses. I I don't want the Cowboys, Eagles, or Colts. And it's the cheapest of the other ones. I think it's the best bet. Yeah, that's why I want the Chargers too is the Chargers have that sack fumble potential because they're such a good pass rushing team. Melvin Ingram just went off last week. Um, Bosa is an X-factor. They've got 
Derwin James, who was used as a blitzer and, and just kind of everywhere. They got a couple all pros in their secondary. I don't know. It just to me, it just adds up to potential turnovers. Like you said, Brady's been uh, just not quite as sharp as he has been in previous seasons. They don't have as much talent on that offense either. And so, yeah, I like the Chargers though. You know, picking against the the Patriots at home is always a little bit scary. Nah, screw it. It's, this is the end of the dynasty, right here. This is the end, right here. <laughs> Says the as Giants soon as fan. I actually picked that. Gronkowski. Uh, I, fun fact, I actually believe that, but you know. Okay, so here is our finalized lineup so far. We have Nick Foles, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Dontrell Inman, Rob Gronkowski, Marlon Mack, and the Chargers defense. We are five hundred dollars over budget. <laughs> Wonderful. We spent a little too much money, so. What should we do? I think we should move Marlon Mack to flex mm-hmm. and then cut him. And then because he's too expensive. Because and we he, should cut him and save money at running back. Because we like Damian Williams' value. Yeah. We're not getting rid of Zeke. And so... That saves us. So he's 7,300. We get rid of him. Now we have 6,800 free at our flex. And there's a lot of good options in the cheaper range. There's Sony Michelle. There's Ebron. If tight, two tight ends. There's Mark Ingram. Mike there's, Williams. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting dudes. So, DK, what do you think about flex options? So, my thought right now is we could either keep Gronk in there at tight end and go with a guy like Sony Michelle, Williams, or Ebron. Or we can drop Gronkowski, put Ebron in there, and then find a guy who's like $6,400, which is the Mark Ingram, Eckler, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar, uh, range of guys, which I kind of lean towards that because I don't feel great about Michelle. I don't feel great about Mike Williams. So I think since we none of us really felt that great about Gronkowski, even though it was kind of a fun pick, I think maybe we drop Gronk and put Ebron in there and then get like a $6,400 guy. Okay, what do you guys so, think that? so I just did that. So I dropped Gronk and replaced him with Ebron. Now that gives us $6,400. is not the best option on this list Gronk? Well, that or, well, I'll say this. It I makes don't know. Me, it makes me feel better to add Ebron because I believe the Colts are going to be a shootout, and it makes me feel better to have more Colts in there after we cut Mac. Okay. Uh, it makes me feel better to have him and, e- and Ebron. So with these remaining guys, though, like, I'll, I'll do you that, trust Nelson Aguilar more than Gronk in a well, playoff game? I don't know how they're the, they're the same price. I think it's pretty close, honestly. I had here. Let me let me give you my El- Aguilar pitch because I had him on my list. He's played. The least amount of snaps he's played over the last four weeks is 90%. He's playing a ton. The Saints, again, are 31st in DVOA against number two receivers. I think Alshon Jeffrey, you count his as their number one. Um, Ag- Aguilar, his stats last six, uh, four weeks with Foles at quarterback. Six targets, three catches, 32 yards. Week 17, he had six catches, five or sorry, five catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. The week before that against Houston, five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. And then the week before that, two targets, one catch, eight yards. So he's a little bit boomer bust, definitely. But Gronk is extremely boomer bust, also. Yeah, my I'm my advocation is for playoff Gronk, which I know is a swing for the fence and is is the opposite of analytical. <laughs> Danny, uh, what what you can be the tiebreaker oh on this? God, because I'm super t- well for. Yeah, also, I think Eckler is interesting. I still love Rex Burkhead, but I understand. I don't think I'm going to win. On you guys Patriots don't want to back. There's Fair. like 90 of them. Fair. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to win this battle. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ingram is also available, um, you guys. Ingram, Mark Ingram could be a really good one. I think Craig just really wants to play Gronk. I'm just. Should I, we do Gronk? Should we do Craig the Should we trust Craig's gut here and just go with this <laughs> well, wild Gronk? Remember the last on our last mini pod introducing DFS, we talked about how tournaments are all about stars and scrubs. And Gronk is kind of somehow both. 
Yeah. That's, you know what? That's a value. You're getting a star and a scrub. Wow. Yeah. Look at you, Craig. <laughs> that's some serious analysis. Thank you. You know what? That's actually, I kind of like that argument. Just because of my little tagline. <laughs> I kind of like that argument. <laughs> you know what? You're right. He is a star and a scrub. Thank you. So we're going with Gronk. It, I kind of, you know what? I kind of <laughs> weirdly like this lineup. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. All right. So who do you guys look at? And when one of these guys just completely screws us, who's this going to be? Other than Gronk. Who's like Amari, the guy? Amari Cooper, for sure. Oh, really? <laughs> no, actually, here's, here's actually why I am not worried about Amari Cooper. I think the Rams are going to score a lot of points and the Cowboys are going to have to, the volume, I think Open he's going to so much volume. Also, I won't feel that dumb because he's not that expensive. He's a pretty good bet for the money. I'm surprised, actually. I think he's going to get so much. Um, I kind of think it's Robert Woods. No. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods is $7,500. He's more expensive than Alshon Cooks, Keenan Allen. Amari I don't know if it's an efficient use of our money on Woods, but uh, there's no one else. I trust Danny Kelly. He knows I trust Danny Kelly. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. So I think we're good with this. Mm-hmm. So with right. t- we're going to quarterback Nick Foles, running back Ezekiel Elliott, running back Damian Williams, receivers Dontrell Inman, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods. Tight end Eric Ebron. We are flexing Rob Gronkowski, yeah, which yeah, yeah. a wise <laughs> man once told me was like wearing flip-flops with jeans. It's frowned upon. <laughs> thank you, DK. Thank you, full-time Craig. Thank you, Jim. Most of all, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, best of luck with your lineups and enjoy the divisional round. See you guys next week. 